Well, well, well. Look who's for family separation after all. Apparently none other than the one and only Ilhan Omar. Congresswoman Homewrecker is at it again, according to a mother in D.C. who claims Ilhan Omar stole her husband away. This is when she should remember it is a blessing to be living in America, a country that she hates because if she were back in Somalia, well, there'd be a little bit of stoning as they tend to do in that part of the world. So she's denying it, but I mean, what, what is she gonna do? Say, hello, it's me, your favorite home wrecker. Quick message from our sponsor, by the way, today, who is Patriot Mobile. So San Francisco just banned the words offender and addict while changing convicted felon to justice-involved person. When you ban words, you can't define what's right and what's wrong. You can't define what is good and what is evil. There's a stigma around being a felon for a reason, and it's because you did something awful. Patriot Mobile, though, was created to give conservatives a voice both literally and in preserving our great nation. While big mobile companies subsidize leftist causes that erode our values, our rights, and our country, Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company donating to the causes that you believe in. With plans as low as 25 bucks a month, get nationwide service with U.S.-based customer service. You know when you call the phone company and it's someone who's a million miles away and they can barely stumble through an English sentence? Well, not with Patriot Mobile. Right now, if you're an Android user, you can get a Moto Z3 phone for only five bucks per month. Six-inch screen, expandable storage, great camera, and more. Switching is easy. Easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, select your plan, and save 180 bucks on a brand new Moto Z3 Play phone today. Supplies are limited, so do not wait. Patriotmobile.com slash blaze. That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. So a woman named Beth Minot is divorcing her husband, Tim Minot, because according to the official divorce filing, he told her in April that he was having an affair with Ilhan Omar and that he loved the congresswoman and not her. According to the court papers, quote, the parties physically separated on or about April 7th, 2019, when defendant told plaintiff that he was romantically involved with and in love with another woman, Ilhan Omar. Additionally, the document says Beth wanted to make it work. The wife is out there trying to make it work because she loved her husband, but her husband Tim said, nope, I am in love with this Congresswoman. And so he moved out the next day. Now, of course, Ilhan Omar is denying this, who wouldn't? You're, you're being accused of destroying a family. Are you separated from your husband? Are you dating somebody? No, I am not. And I, I've like said yesterday, I have no interest in really um, allowing to, 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 you know, the conversation about my personal life to continue. Uh, and so I have no desire to discuss it. Yeah, well, whether you're interested in discussing it isn't really the issue here. And yet the reporter there that you just saw just accepted that answer. Just, okay, she doesn't want to discuss it, fine with me. The fact of the matter is that Ilhan Omar has an extremely sketchy past given the, these allegations and the allegations that she married her brother to commit an illegal immigration fraud. I mean, is this, this is not how they handle the news about Donald Trump's affairs, his alleged affairs, I should say. Why is the news of Omar's alleged affair not all over CNN? That network appears to not have covered this story at all. I found zero stories about it online, and the cable news network mentioned it zero times. MSNBC mentioned it zero times. Are these allegations not credible enough for you? 
Because when some floozy shows up and says, Donald Trump raped me, they're like, breaking news, the president is an adulterous liar. But when there are actual divorce papers filed because of a cheating scandal with Ilhan Omar, well, then there's barely any mention of it. Apparently, that's not credible enough for them. Here, Ilhan Omar is seen with Mr. Tim Minot, the man whom the court papers are saying cheated on his wife with her. Since 2018, her campaign has given this guy $230,000 for consulting and other such things and travels with her extensively, according to the document, even though that's not in the job description. So she appears to be close to him. And if she's in a romantic relationship with him, well, then that opens up a lot more ethics concerns because you paid your boyfriend nearly a quarter of a million dollars in campaign money. And let me ask this, if he was that good at his job, if he was worth 230,000 bucks in campaign funds, then wouldn't your favorability numbers be a little bit higher than 7% among swing voters? And I mean, Ilhan Omar, he's, she's with a white guy? She's hanging around a white guy? I thought people were supposed to be fearful of white men. Our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Well, that's not true, and that doesn't even appear to be the case for her, which is great. I'm glad she doesn't hate white people, but why is she telling others to do so? Maybe to sow fear and division. I guess though, this wouldn't be the only instance of her hypocrisy because she constantly criticizes America, but then back home in Somalia, stoning is authorized as a lawful punishment for adultery and is legally enforced there. So what's the better country? BBC News says a 20-year-old woman, Deforcee, accused of committing adultery in Somalia, has been stoned to death by Islamists in front of a crowd of about 200 people. So Ilhan Omar comes here, she does things she could never get away with back home, and then criticizes our country, says America can do better, mocks Americans who fear Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, all while accusing others of disloyalty to America. Ilhan Omar's hijab represents modesty. That is a fact. But this behavior is anything but modest. And that is a fact as well. So Mrs. Omar, the only time I want to hear from you is to explain these allegations about you marrying your brother and you destroying a man, a woman, and child's household for your personal sexual pleasures. And the allegations of you committing immigration fraud, I wanna hear about those, because sorry, simply, I'm simply not addressing it. That no longer is an option. These are damning allegations. It is time to draw a line in the sand and say, stop. No more social experimentation. Warning, the segment deals with a bit of a sensitive topic, bit of genitalia. So if you have kids in the room or you're prudish, you may want to leave because, like I said, there's going to be some, uh, we have to address it. We have to address it. So, I mean, it, it, they are destroying our social fabric because they are now telling us that if you are not attracted to a woman with a big old penis, then you are a bigot. That makes you hateful. Can we all agree that this is where we draw the line? Because, you know, we caved on the LGBT stuff. People are starting to cave on the transgender stuff. You know, they're saying it's transphobic to not be attracted to transgenders. And we have to draw a hard line here. I'm getting very, you know, they're calling it phobia. I'm getting very annoyed with all this phobia stuff. You're transphobic. You know, they throw it around like racist or Nazi. They throw it casually around all the time. So it means nothing. A phobia is an extreme or irrational fear of or aversion to something.
Not wanting to have sex with someone outside of your sexual preference does not mean you are afraid or that you hate them. It just means that they're not right for you sexually. And that's perfectly okay. In fact, weren't we told all these years, weren't we told that telling someone who they have to love was hateful? I mean, I thought if we told a man that you have to love a woman, that was hateful. So why is it not hateful now to tell a man that you have to love another biological man? All of this came up when I saw this meme. It says 98% of straight men are unwilling to date trans because of hatred. And it says it was put up by the trans rights campaign. Disclaimer, we were not able to confirm that that's actually where it came from. But I will tell you why it doesn't actually matter because I've witnessed it in person. I've witnessed that this notion has entered the mainstream and that's why it is really important to discuss now. I was in an Uber last night talking with a driver and I doubt this guy, I doubt this guy was even a conservative, but he told me he was driving around a passenger and that passenger happened to be gay. And the gay passenger asked, uh, you know, could I hook up with you? Asked the driver this. I mean, kind of inappropriate question to ask a driver. Um, so the driver said no. The passenger said, why not? And the driver said, because I'm not gay, <laughs> dude. I, 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 I'm not interested in men. And the gay guy said, well, would you get with a trans woman? Trans woman is obviously a man who is uh, living as a woman. I say obviously. I get them mixed up all the time. I'm like, wait, is a trans woman, is a trans woman a man who used to be a woman, or is it a woman who used to be a man? And I always get the two confused. Um, but no, this is a man who is living as a woman. And the driver again said, no, I wouldn't hook up with that person because uh, there is still the issue that you have a penis. And the driver told me that after he said no, the passenger verbally assaulted him, called him a bigot and a transphobe for not being open-minded enough. I mean, let me ask you this. If you, if you were to switch it around, if you were to make another scenario, if a straight guy said to a lesbian, hey, do you want to have sex with me? And the lesbian said, no. And the guy said, why not? And the lesbian said, no, because I don't like men. I'm into women. And the straight guy didn't drop it, started yelling at her for being not open-minded, for being a bigot. Would anyone say that the lesbian is the person in that scenario that's the jerk? No, at least not anyone reasonable. But clearly the train has left the station on being reasonable. This study in Canada that shows that most straight people do not want to date trans people says, quote, the high rates of trans exclusion from potential dating pools are undoubtedly, yeah, undoubtedly due, in part to cis normativity, cis sexism, and transphobia. And all of those are gobbledygook words for being a bigot. Really? You're a bigot? Is that what it is? Because what happened to all the rules that we've, been, that we've been told for years? Suddenly not wanting to have sex with someone means you hate them or are afraid of them? Remember, all this time we've, told, we've been told whom you are attracted to is your business and you can't be forced to be attracted to someone you're not. I mean, this is, this is a big breach for me because we're on the road. America is on the road to unbridled hedonism. You know, this is the stuff that led to the fall of the Roman Empire. You know, there was an, em there was an emperor in Rome. His name was Elagabalus. And he was assassinated in 222 AD, which right before the fall of the Roman Empire. And this emperor was a transgender who tried to get every doctor in Rome to equip him with a set of female genitalia. And it was widely regarded as this sordid, morally disgusting thing. And yet, fast forward to 2019, 
and we're trying to make this normal. You know, the, back then, this was considered to be a moral abomination. And the values that we inherited from Rome are the values that we try to live by today. Obviously, there's some differences, but the transgender thing is, I think, a line that we need to draw because there is evidence that this kind of behavior is what ultimately led to the end of the Roman Empire. And I don't know, I'd kind of not like America to end. This is a guy, Elagabalus. He went down in history and is still remembered this way because of his unspeakably disgusting life. And he was a noted transgender. So, you know, he would prostitute himself all over his palace. He'd stand in front of the curtains naked and shake his butt and say, you know, who wants to have sex with me? And now we're saying that's perfectly good behavior. And in fact, you should do it in front of your children. So I don't see how we're going to continue as a society if the default is pretending that this is just a normal thing that healthy people do. I don't know how we're going to continue as a society if we label anyone who doesn't want to have sex with you because you have the wrong set of genitalia because you're a man in the, uh, labeling those people in the most extreme terms possible. You know, I think it's still a very small group of people with this logic, but it is infiltrating the mainstream, and that's why we have to talk about it. You know, we, you cannot let these ideas go unchallenged. You know, everyone's telling me, don't, don't touch this issue. You know, this issue is going to get you banned from social media. Well, if getting me banned from social media is at the cost of losing the country, I'm going to take America over my social media accounts because this is being regarded as normal. Just a few days ago, NBC, they put out this bananas crazy article that basically says heterosexuality is a prison designed to entrap women. And it says women are taking back control of their lives and their bodies, and they are questioning the foundation of the patriarchy, heterosexuality. And that has kept them blindly subordinate for centuries. Yes, heterosexuality is not what's been the fuel for Western society for thousands of years, and in fact, all of human life. No, it's been what's oppressing women. I mean, am I crazy, or is that also wildly offensive to women? Yeah, according to NBC, all you dumb idiot girls were too stupid to realize that your attraction to men and your attraction to your husbands was just a trick to keep you in the chains of the kitchen. So this is what we're dealing with. This is why we call it a culture war, because it is. And I know I could get banned, from Twitter, but we have to put a line in the sand here before we go the way of Alicopolis and the Roman Empire. It's not good enough anymore, they're saying, to treat all people with respect and leave it there. No, they're coming to you and they're coming after you and they're saying, if you don't engage in this, if you don't wanna do this with us, then we're coming for you. It's like the driver who is just minding his own business when posed with a question and ended up getting screamed at by this lunatic. No, this is mob rule. And what's the end game? A very tiny percentage of people shrieking bloody murder until you say, okay, fine, we're not allowed to choose who we do and do not want to have sex with anymore. That's just not going to work for me. You know, all this time, I thought the rule was my body, my choice, my body, my choice. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what another person does in their own bedroom because it doesn't affect you. That's what we've been told all of this time. But obviously that's not the case anymore for the left, which shows you that their slogans, you know, when they shout these things, when they say these are our principles, they aren't actually based in actual principles. They just say them to get you to adopt their depraved lifestyles. 
They aren't rooted in anything but a desire to take our country off a cliff, and we will be willing participants in it if we do not stand up and say stop. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.